Today's podcast is brought to you by Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag and drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So, uh, just for being a listener to today's podcast, you're going to get a free trial. All you got to do is go to lander.com. That's L A N D R.com slash promo slash S O D D. Uh, once you go there, you're going to get two free MP3s of your master. Check it out. Let me know what you think. But most importantly, let Lander know that straight out the den sent you. Um, now, you guys listening to me right now, I know I sound horrible, um, and that's why I was debating on whether or not I would uh, record a podcast this week. Um, I've been under the weather, and um, I know one cold cannot stop the show. I know you guys have been asking. Uh, we've we've did two back-to-back podcasts, uh, more interview style, uh, slightly different from what we had been doing, um, but th- those were some important people that I wanted to talk to you guys um, and, and let you guys in on, on what was going on there. So, um, forgive me if I sound crazy. Okay. Um, from time to time, you may hear me do this. <clears throat> That's just me clearing my throat. So, uh, I'm sorry, but I got to give you guys this podcast. Um, I haven't really had a lot of time, uh, this week. Um, as some of you may or may not know, uh, we've been out on the road, uh, for the daylight savings tour, uh, with Jay Coop and Rod McCoy. Um, DJ fired me up and myself, we've been out on the road, uh, going from city to city touring and, uh, just really, uh, showcasing the talent and, and having a great time. And so far we've been to Macon, uh, we've been of course here in Atlanta. Uh, we went to Mobile, Alabama. We went to Athens. Um, and we're also uh, about to head out to New Orleans and, and, uh, from New Orleans, we're going to go to Birmingham, Alabama. And then from there, we're going to, um, Louisville and Nashville, um, Louisville, Kentucky, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and we're going to stop a couple of places in between all of that, that are not technically on the schedule, but, uh, we're going there anyway. So, uh, that's why, you know, I sound like this, you know, being in those different environments. And um, today I, I was conflicted on what should I talk to you guys about, right? What um, could we possibly go over through this and me sounding crazy? Uh, but I thought about it um, since announcing that tour, uh, maybe about a month or so ago now, um, I've constantly was hit up with questions like, man, how did you guys put together your tour? Um you know, how are you able to go out on tour? How are you able to fund it? Um, and all of those questions came in and, you know, I kind of, I was being very reserved on answering those questions. Um, I didn't want to answer those so quick, uh, without actually doing a lot of the research that I've already done, um, prior, but also I just didn't want to give you guys any, um, you know, false information, or I, I didn't want, I wanted to make sure that I could present it in the best way as possible. Um, as opposed to just telling you like, Oh, I did this, 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 and that, uh, boom. And, and you know, it was done. So, um, I, I figured I'll take the time to go over a few things on today's podcast. Um, I, I won't go in too deep of detail just because I know it's, it's a topic that, uh, deserves more attention gen- than just the, uh, 20 to 25 minutes that we're going to spend on it here today. Um, but do know that it does take a lot of hard work. And uh, the the first thing that I want to make sure that I uh, mention everyone that may be thinking about touring is, is never what you think it is. Absolutely never. Like, um, I, I don't know if you guys seen these memes that, that went around about touring, like what your friends think touring is and then versus what touring really is. And, and honestly, it's really like that. I'll tell you, touring is a lot of driving. 
a lot of cramped up, um, being cramped up in hotels, um, a lot of waiting around. And, uh, the fun part, honestly, is, is the performances outside of the performances. A lot of it is just, um, bonding and, you know, uh, just trying to figure things out as they go. Uh, so I, I'm going to go over a few things. First off, I'll tell you some, some mistakes that, um, we made personally setting up a tour. We started way too late way too late to set up the tour. And, and I'll be honest with you, the way that this tour really came about um, was that we just had a couple of dates that were booked out of town, right? And we had already thought about doing a tour. We, we talked about it and we said that we wanted to put it together. Um, it was only going to be a matter of time to when we made that happen. Um, however, at the time the tour really came about, we had like two or three shows lined up that were going to be out of town. And we were like, you know what? Hey, these are pretty close by each other. We might as well see if we can add a couple of shows around here and just, you know, put it together and call it a tour. We knew that we didn't want to go out the gate and do like 30 cities or anything like that. We wanted to keep it modest, um, be as conservative as possible, but also make it effective. And so we just really looked at what we had. We wanted to map out in the southeast, right? We, we knew where we were from. Uh, we're, we're from Atlanta. All of the artists are from Atlanta. And um, we just wanted to make sure that, hey, we can go places. But also keep in mind that, you know, people have jobs and things of that nature. So um, we, we didn't want to take too much time off from work, but also we wanted to make it where it felt like a tour, right? It wasn't a lot of um, back and forth, but there's also, we just wanted to keep in mind like, hey, this is a tour, but hey, we we don't have a huge budget for a tour. So we, we have to be mindful that we're all adults at this point. Uh, just keep it honest, right? It, the music industry is not what everyone thinks. You know, if you're over 25 and in your persona rap career, more than likely you have adult responsibilities. Now, if you're 17, 18, um, there, you have a little more leeway. There's some things that you can do, but if you're over 25, there's a good chance that you have some major responsibilities. That means you probably have a car, a uh, car note. You may have a mortgage or, a, you know, rent to pay. Uh, you have credit card bills, whatever that the case may be. Uh, you may even be married. You may even have a child in any event, 25 and older, more than likely you have some major responsibilities. So we had to keep all of that in mind when we were trying to route this tour. So uh, that's the first thing I'll say. Make sure if you do plan to, to, to um, work on putting a tour together to start the process super early. And super early to me, I would say anywhere between uh, four to six months out. Right now, we put this together in, in probably what two months out, uh, which is not ideal, but uh, we made it work and we and we're making it work. Right, we're still we still have about four or five cities left on the tour, but we still made it work. Right, uh, but ideally, you want to make sure that you start to plan this out four to six months in advance. Right, that gives you a, a ample enough time to uh, fully plan out what you want to do. Number one, it'll um, make sure that your routing is perfected. Uh, we're going to make sure that, you know, you can plan for, for any uh, funding crowdsourcing or anything like that. You have enough time to where you can get those funds back in before you actually hit the road. All of those things you want to get done as soon as possible. So that way everything else kind of flows in place. Right? So, um, that's the first thing. So get, get your time schedule right. Figure out how you want to do it, how you want to route it, where you want to go uh, with routing you want to think about a circle, right? Uh, you don't want to zigzag. I mean, in, in this case, sometimes you have to do what you have to do, but that's not ideal. Um, the most ideal situation is to start at one point 
and kind of circle around back to that point, right? So just think about uh, that center point being, um, I'm going to try to remember my, my math here. Uh, the center point being, what is that? Is that the, the I'm going to sound so bad, and I was so good at, at math growing up as a kid, and I can't remember uh, the radius. I, I want to say that. If I'm wrong, correct me. Sorry. But you want to start at that center point. And just think about if that center point, um, you're using the compass and you kind of, you know, draw the circle, everything around that area, that's the way you want to route. You want to start one point and move around so you can get to the back to that, that one point. What you don't want to do is start at that one point and move to the left, then come back to that one point, move to the right, come back to that. That's not what you want to do. It's going to cause headaches. It's going to cause budgeting issues. Um, and it's just not ideal. Now, if you have to do that, go ahead and do what you you have to do. But it's just not ideal. That's what I'm saying. It's not ideal to do that. Um, so once you have your routing situation down, you want to go ahead. And, and mind you guys, I'm really giving you a brief crash course. Um, I, I do plan to go into some of this stuff in more detail. But that's, that's another conversation uh, down the road on how we'll do that. But for now, just very brief uh, to give you this information um, within 20 to 25 minutes, right? So now that you have your routing, the ideal places that you want to go, you want to go by contacting them, right? Now, there's two ways that you can do that. Uh, I would suggest to either have a um, someone that's acting as a touring manager um, that's going to be your point of contact have them contact all of these venues um, for you if you don't want to have somebody doing that that's absolutely fine uh, it may be a collaborative effort where you have your own relationships and, and someone else have their own relationships and you guys plan to combine uh, that is very similar to the situation that we had um, with, with the daylight savings tour I had connections um, Rod McCoy had connections Jay Coop had connections we all worked together and just tied this whole tour together right and so that's fine. You know, you just want to make sure that you can all agree and, and throw out those dates. So the easiest way to do it is to have a calendar. Um, you want to select those dates with keeping routing in mind. And that's why that's is why um, I'm saying you guys want to reach out four to six months um, in advance and sometimes even up to a year in advance. That's fine, too. Uh, but you just want to make sure you're reaching out far enough in advance that you can literally map this thing out and, and contact people and, and all of those things. So um, when you're contacting these venues about booking, you want to make sure you have your list of quote unquote demands. Um, and I don't want to say demands because you're not really in a position for demands per se, but uh, just some things that you would like. So for us, we, we wanted 15 minute sets of peace, right? So those are things that we had out. Um, and if you can negotiate, uh, money. That's great. Um, that may not be the case all the time, but if you have a little buzz and you have um, some positioning, then you can negotiate some money, which is always great. But just know that um, if you're going out on the road for the first time, what's really going to make the most money for you um, is going to be selling your merch, right? That's that's just the truth. That's that's really what's going to um, really make or break you on tour is selling your merch. Uh, that's the difference between losing money on the road and actually uh, breaking even or, you know, making some profit. That's going to be your merch, right? And that's a whole nother conversation. But uh, starting that process off super early like this will really help uh, get the ball in motion. So once you've really routed out which cities that you wanted to go and you've contacted these venues, either uh, through direct email, making sure you have an EPK um, with all of your music and, and your bio, all of those things. And, and you have that accessible where you can send it by a click of a button. 
Once you have those, uh, you, you have a calendar here and you just want to go ahead and start filling those dates in on the calendar. Right. And, and once those dates become confirmed, make sure that they're confirmed and they're permanently put on the calendar and you triple confirm with the promoter in that city. Right. You don't want to hit them up one time and say, oh, we're good to go and then never hit them up again. Confirm, confirm, confirm. Know all details, as many details as possible up front. No, and, and what I mean by that is knowing when the show is going to start, knowing how long your performance is going to be, um, knowing uh, where you can come into the venue, knowing where you can exit the venue. All of those things are very imperative to know that way you can move forward and move very smooth through the whole process. Right. Uh, so now that you have that routed out, the next thing that you want to do um, is time for it to check in the hotels. Uh, you want to look into uh, car rental all of those things. Right. But I know what you're thinking. All of that stuff costs a super low amount of money. Absolutely right. So that brings us to crowdsourcing or, or um, crowdfunding um, your money. Now, if you're not like um, some artists that just have a bank, if you have a couple of grand left sitting around, then, hey, by all means, fund your own tour, do what you have to do. Uh, but if you're like most people, you are, you know, day to day trying to figure it out. So uh, the best way to do that is to create um, crowdsourcing campaigns, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So you can do that through Indiegogo is which what we use was Indiegogo. Um, you can do GoFundMe. There's all types of, um, you know, services out there that you can use. Uh, we personally went with Indiegogo and we chose a flex a flexible funding option, right? And what that is means that no matter if we don't hit our goal, we'll be able to keep all those funds, uh, which is what you want to do if you're trying to get money to go out on the road. Now, um, there's not a huge advantage or disadvantage of doing the other option. Um, the, the biggest thing is if, if you have a goal set and that you don't hit um, and you're not able to get those funds. It's really more so of making your, your audience a little more comfortable. So it's not like a, a, a sham or, um, or scam or, or, um, you know, anything like that. You make them feel comfortable by saying, Hey, if I don't reach my goal, we're going to refund that money. Right. Uh, but in, in our case, we didn't want to do that. We know that we're new. Uh, we know that these are new artists in the game and we needed every single cent that we can possibly get to go out on the road. So, uh, we set a goal for $850. I believe we hit about 670. Um, so we didn't quite hit our goal, but that money that we did collect uh, was definitely going to be helpful for us on the road. So uh, with those different campaigns, you can look that up. You can see how to uh, utilize those campaigns um, to your best benefit. Uh, I, I would always say with anything you do uh, with those campaigns, make sure you include perks. Perks is really what's going to help people um, engage a little bit more with your campaign. Uh, we had things as... Um, like free verses. Well, excuse me, not free verses, but we had where, where artists was going to be doing verses, uh, live performances, CDs, lyric sheets, tour t-shirts, um, and a few other things, a few other perks that you had the option to choose. So it didn't feel like you were just donating money to donate. You were actually getting something in return. Uh, and so that's, you know, all of those things were very helpful, um, to really, progress the campaign along. So, uh, you can d definitely do your reading up on those campaigns. Um, we'll probably have a podcast in the future on how to truly go about, um, marketing those campaigns, um, and, and things of that nature. But you know, that that's what you have to do. So now that you have the funds, you can really go through and, and start booking your hotels, um, booking your car rentals, 
all of those things, making sure everything is lined up. Um, and that's why I say you need to have someone there that's held accountable to, to, to do all of that. That's a tour manager. So all of your buddies who, um, you know, always talking about, they want to help. Um, if you have somebody that, that is reliable enough, um, that you trust with doing that, then there's a job for them. You know, that's why I say everybody doesn't have to be a rapper or producer, <laughs> you know, there's other jobs in the music industry, right? So you have that down. Um, and, and at this point, you, you should be um, probably a month out uh, to go on tour if you're doing everything correctly. Um, and that's, you know, you've confirmed, <coughs> excuse me, you confirmed all of your venues, all of your performances. Uh, you've already um, crowdsourced and, and crowdfund um, your your, your um, campaigns and you've, you've been able to go out and purchase your merch and purchase um, um, your hotels and car rentals and everything that you'll need for the road. And now it's, you know, it's really within that whole time you should be promoting and marketing that campaign. So uh, something that I like to do that we've done and that's really been helpful is actually creating a flyer for each city. Um, now, here's something that you can do if, if you're if you don't have, and, and I'm going to, right now, I'm just going to act like you don't have a huge fan base, right? Some of you may already have a huge fan base. That's cool. But if you don't, here's something that's going to really help you when you're booking these cities. Um, say, for example, you want to go to North Carolina, Charlotte, right? And Charlotte already has something in motion. They have a showcase that's going on every third Thursday of the month, right? Uh, where they're just having artists come in and perform. So what you want to do is contact them, like say, hey, we're going out on tour. We're going to we're planning to be in your area around this time. I noticed that you're doing an event on Thursdays. It's a big showcase. Hey, I wanted to contact you about doing. Um, here's my EPK. Uh, I just wanted to know if I can do a feature set. Right. You want to lead with a feature set because the feature set is saying, <coughs> number one, you're on tour. Number two uh, is going to show a little bit more. Um, not dominance, but it's going to show that, you know, put you in a different light than the other artists that may be on the showcase. Um, but there's somewhere to start. So if you start with a feature set and they tell you like, oh man, we really don't have a feature set, you know, available. We don't really have, you know, 15, 20 minutes to give a performer. However, we have 10 minutes. If you like to just be on the bill, well, boom, you locked in that city. Now you're there. You're only going to, yeah, you might have to cut your set a little bit, but you got 10 minutes in Charlotte at a showcase that's already proven, meaning that it's a built-in crowd. So you not have to, you don't have to go there and try to figure out, man, how am I going to get bodies in here and nobody knows me? No, there's already going to be bodies. So now the job is to win over the crowd um, now that you're there, right? <coughs> Excuse me. I told you guys I'm going to be coughing and all of that throughout here. So feel my pain. I am sick recording this podcast. I'm going to have to Lysol um, this boom stand and, and this... Um, this pop filter right now on my microphone once I'm done, but I got to give you guys this content uh, because I'm going on a road in a couple of days and I don't know if we're going to have time to record one for next week. So I'm going ahead and giving it to you now. Uh, so I can't do that. Um, but you, you get the gist of what I'm saying. If, if you go to these um, already built in fan bases and built in shows, then you don't have to focus on trying to get, get bodies in there. Now you do want to get bodies in the venue. Don't get me wrong, but, if you don't have um, any leverage per se, right? You're a new artist. Well, this is going to really help you out. You have a built-in audience to win over already. You don't have to worry about filling out a venue. It's not like Schoolboy Q coming to the masquerade here in Atlanta 
and nobody shows up. He already has a fan base, so he has people that they are planning to be there. But, you know, don't get me wrong. If Schoolboy Q was an artist that nobody really knew, then the show is not going to sell out. There's barely going to be any bodies and masquerading is going to be a loss. So uh, that's something that you don't want to have to deal with. Right. So it's best if you're new to try to get on on shows that are already operating in motion. Try your best to get a featured slot because you're on tour. But if you can't get that, then by all means, you know, take what you can get. Know your limits. Now, if you know that, hey, I, I'm not going to do an open mic, then that's fine. Don't do an open mic. But if you want to do showcases and you're trying to get a, a featured spot on the showcase or, you know, if you're cool with 10 minutes, by all means, take that, book it, drive to the city, add it, uh, you know, route it on, on in your tour. Right. So. Like I said, you're promoting, you're, you're going through this whole motion of promoting. I would generate a flyer, um, keep something very generic. Like, so if you have a tour flyer, do something creative where you can have it promote for each city. So uh, two things that I did was on, on the actual um, daylight savings flyer. There was an empty space uh, that I had all of the dates on. Right. So I erased all the dates and I just made, you know, 12 flyers for the cities that we were going to. I just made a new flyer, um, putting in the date and the location um, information for each city that we were going to. And I, you know, had that. So you can use that to promote. Then there was something else where I was doing where I was actually crossing out each city and posting that, you know, showing that. So all of those things really help. But this is something that you want to do. Keep in motion. Keep it going before you even hit the road. Right. Get we get flyers pressed up. Um, we have flyers printed. We mail those to the cities um, and, you know, had those ready to go. Um, tell them to put them up in the venues, put them up around the city and boom, to get people, you know, build that anticipation by, about going to the to the show. So you're already doing all this marketing promotion in motion. You have to think that think that the promoter, you know, that they'll they won't do their job. Right. So this is something that we did ourselves. So. That's it. So, you know, you want to make sure you have all of that information um, when you're going on the road. Now, once you're on the road, like I said before, the road is a lot of driving. Um, it's a lot of learning because more than likely you're probably going out on the road with people that you've only been around for a little while um, and, and 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 been around them in a little while, meaning that you you haven't spent a lot of quality time with them. You probably spent time with them at a club in a studio, but not a lot of quality time, uh, meaning that you're in confined spaces for long periods of time, something like that you would be with a spouse, right? Boyfriend or a girlfriend. This is not, um, this is different here. This, you, you haven't spent that kind of time with, with whoever you're going out on tour with. So it's going to be fresh. There's going to be some learning curves. There's going to be some, uh, give and take. You learn all of that stuff on the road, right? So what I would suggest and what we have on the road, right? The, the way our tour is set up right now, we have two artists, um, and two DJs, right? And so normally what we, we've been doing, um, the fifth person has been Steve, right? Most of you guys don't know Steve. That's all right. It's okay. You don't have to know Steve. But let me tell you what Steve is to the Winner's Circle and Straight Out the Den and the Daylight Savings Tour. He is essentially the guy that keeps everybody laughing, right? Now, don't get me wrong. Steve does some other things. He'll, he'll help out with, um, uh, you know, getting equipment, you know, he'll do, he'll, he'll actually do anything that, that we, that's really needed. But for the most part, Steve is there to make sure that he's a morale booster, right? Uh, perfect example. We got to a show in Mobile, some crazy stuff happened and we had a whole day pretty much to, to figure out what we're going to do. Right. We had, um, 
about a six hour gap. So Steve comes up with the idea. It was like, hey, man, I brought the basketball. We should go and we should go and hoop. Right. Just that simple. Something that you may take for granted. But what that did, it got five people out of a touring environment and went to have fun. You know, now we're all kind of, you know, older. So we were hurting the next couple of days, but it was still cool. We we took a break from everything else was going on and we went and played basketball and did a bond. It was bonding and we had fun. And, and, you know, that's what it's all about. And Steve does that. He continues to make us laugh on tour breaks that, you know, the monotony of, of what's going on. He's like, Hey, let's boom, let's do this. And it's over with. You need people like that around you on tour. Positive energy is basically what it is. You need positive energy on tour because you're going to get tired of people. Um, no matter how cool you think you are with somebody like you guys are just going to get tired of seeing each other. Like you're just kind of like, uh, especially like I'll say for myself, I'm a very to myself private person for the most part, unless I'm talking about music you're not going to get a lot of words out of me. I'm kind of just like, uh, I'm here to myself. Well, when you're on tour, you kind of can't really get to yourself because you're in the car. So with that, you got to have some fun going around. Right. And that's exactly what Steve brings uh, to the tour. And so I would suggest that you guys have somebody um, like that, that you can bring on the tour with you. Somebody that's going to create that environment. That's going to break everything else and, and make it be about fun, but keep you on task too, right? Uh, so that's just, you know, that's a, a little simple tidbit, something that I wanted to add to the table uh, for you guys, but you definitely need that. Um, the other thing while you're on tour is you're going to be promoting, right? Going from city to city. The best thing that you can do is get to know the people. So here's something that, that we figured out that we can do while we're on the road that's not only relaxing for us, but also inventive and and it's just really a way of communicating so what's one thing that people love to do go to the mall so what we did we went to the mall we went to the mall we talked to people we went out of every store you know popular stores having small talk with people telling them about hey while we're here we're we're here in the city this is what we're doing we have a show here tonight hey can you make it if not it's cool We'll love to see you. Thanks for the positive energy. All of this is just really promoting and it's not going out, handing out flyers. No, don't waste your time handing out all these flyers. If you're going to go engage and talk to people and get to know people, because what's going to happen is you're going to find out that, hey, they know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And then it starts a snowball effect. And now, yeah, you may have talked to somebody and they didn't come to the show. But I guarantee if you run into them again, if you come back down there, they're going to remember you. And that's what you need. That's all about building a solid fan base, um, which is something that we're going to get into right then. I can't believe I just told you that was a gem. That I shouldn't have told you guys that it's OK. I'll explain it later. Don't worry about it now. But, yeah, you, you want to do all of those things. It's definitely going to help out. Right. So um, where to go? There? OK, so, yeah, once you uh, get on the show. And you're, you're in rotation and you're going from city to city. You have that morale. Uh, you're pretty much rolling. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be completely honest with you. A lot of things are not going to go your way. You're going to book venues that you get to the venue and the venue is nothing like it was, you know, presented to you. Uh, you're going to get there. And you're going to get confronted with people who, you know, completely different offline. You know what I mean? Like you have people that online, they they sounded like you know they knew what they were doing and you get there and it's nothing like that but you got to kind of roll through that you got to figure it out roll through those punches know that hey i'm here to perform once i perform i just need a space to sell my merch 
sell your merch. Thank everybody. Get out of there and keep it moving. <coughs> That's really what it's about. Move on to another day. Um, and one thing I didn't um, mention to tell you guys this, but it's very important to have is a, a tour schedule. And no, I'm not talking about city to city um, where you're going. I'm, I'm talking about a daily schedule. So that daily schedule is, hey, we're waking up at this time. We're hitting the road at this time. There's checkout time at this time. We're going to stop. You, you, it sounds crazy, but in the long haul, it's definitely going to help out with keeping things in motion. Hey, we're hitting the road at 12. We need to be in the next city by five. It's a three-hour ride. There's a built-in hour um, lunch. Then that gives us you know, an hour leeway time, which means like, hey, there's probably going to be traffic. So you got all the, you got to factor all that stuff in. And it's very helpful to have somebody that can do that. That way, you know, there's not a lot of juggling of hats. There's one person dedicated to it. And then, you know, I, so what I would say on a tour, you would probably need, if you're a solo artist on tour, right? And it's only you, right? I would say you, you yourself as the artist, if you have a DJ, that's the, what you should have a DJ if you're going on tour. If you're not going on tour with your band, you should be going on tour with a DJ. I'll repeat that again. If you're, if you're going on tour, you should be going at least with a band or a DJ. You don't want to go on tour in a situation where you're handing somebody your music. You don't want to do that because you can't control anything. I can go, if I go and do a show in, in Miami and I don't have a relationship with that DJ. I can give that DJ my music and he can completely not do what I wanted to do, which in turns mess up my show, which in turns mess up my merch sales. So it's not going to be good, right? You want to be able to put on the best show that you can possibly do. Um, and the only way that you'll be able to do that is if you have your band or your DJ. So it needs to be an artist. It needs to be your band or DJ. The third thing you would need is someone, um, a tour manager or someone acting as a tour manager. And the fourth thing can be um, just that morale booster, right? So that's, that's four people. That's all you need on a tour. That's it. That's it. Now, you know, if you're in a situation where you need security, then by all means, you're going to need security. But early on, come on, you're probably not going to need security, right? You're, you're going to look like uh, just somebody coming to the city. Which is fine, but if you're the type of artist that has that type of heat with you, um, if you, you then you're gonna need security. You know what you need, but for the most part, four people to start that's that's gonna be a solid um, start to your um, tour, and, and that's where you wanna um, start from there and move on forward from there. So, um, but that's about it. I told you guys I wanted to keep this thing at 30 minutes. Um, we're a little bit over right now, so I will continue this conversation at another time. We can go into a little bit more detail. I left out a whole lot of stuff. Yes, I know. I left out a whole lot of stuff. We will get back to it at some point, but I just want to give you guys something brief, something uh, to really help you out um, initially, right? So um, before I leave, I did want to tell you guys about Raps and Hustles. Um, they, they run a dope website. They offer a lot of services, uh, most, uh, a lot of SoundCloud reposting uh, video services. Um, their YouTube page is crazy. They have all kinds of crazy videos, especially if you're in the tri-state area, uh, they can provide those. But there's a whole list of services. The best thing to do is just to contact them at rapsandhustles.com. That's R-A-P-S-A-N-D-H-U-S-T-L-E s.com go there let them know that that you know there's no promo code or anything like that just let them know that straight out that they sent you their way 
and they can help you out with all of that stuff. There's, like I said, it's a long line um, a list of services that they have, and they can help you out with just about anything that you would need. So uh, contact them and let them know that Straight Out the Den sent you. So uh, that's it for this week. I do appreciate you guys for listening. There's a lot of changes that is happening right now in the camp. Um, a lot of things that I'm personally working on that's really going to be beneficial for you, right? Uh, but I just can't. I can't keep going into all of those details just yet, but just know that there is something that is working on that's going to be more beneficial for you than this podcast alone. This podcast is going to continue to be beneficial, but there are some additional things that I can do that's going to be a little bit more detail that'll be able to help you out um, more in your journey. Right. So uh, stay tuned for that. Also, um, know that this podcast is is uh, powered uh, by the good folks over at the um, Indie Creative Network. Um, shouts to them. Uh, they're, they're doing a lot um, right now. And hey, I'm on the team with them. You know what I mean? And so I definitely appreciate everything that they're doing over there at the Indie Creative Network. Uh, so definitely salute to them. And that's my phone going off right there. Let me cut that down. But uh, definitely shout out to them and shout out to you for listening. I, I do appreciate it. So as I always say, if you guys have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream and work until that dream becomes a reality. And with that being said, I'm Jay Gooder straight out to den. We out. <laughs>